Everybody and welcome to WDW Radio Live. I am Lou Mangello, and this is the WDW Newscast for Wednesday, April 17th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this live broadcast every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, the podcast, which you can find on iTunes, the blog, special events, my trivia book, CDs, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. And tonight's show is sp- sponsored by our friends over at audible.com, where you can get a free audiobook download by visiting audibletrial.com slash radio. They have more than 100,000 titles to choose from, tons of Disney books, like Ridley Pearson's Kingdom Keeper series, which, by the way, is also... The, uh, the current book in our Disney Book Club series. Look for another post on the blog tomorrow. You can sign up for free and download to your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player at audibletrial.com slash Radio. So normally on Wednesday nights, I invite you in to sit around the table with me and talk about this week's Walt Disney World and overall Disney news in a very interactive format. Well, This week, there's actually not a lot of news coming out of the Disney parks and or resorts, but I still want to have fun, and I want to speculate a little bit, and I want your help. Because what I I normally do is I don't normally talk about and address rumors on the show for a variety of reasons. Uh, Sometimes I may know a little bit more than, than what I may allude to, and I'm not trying to be the guy to spoil or to reveal something before it becomes official. But there's been a lot of chatter, uh, especially in the past week, not about the Disney parks, but about the Disney Cruise Line in terms of them being prepared to make what they call or what we're seeing online a quote unquote major announcement. Now, there actually happens to be a large press event next week, which I will be attending. I will be covering next Thursday and Friday. I'll be live uh, tweeting, maybe some broadcasting, and certainly reporting on anything coming out of that. So there's a lot of speculation that we may be hearing or seeing something from the Disney Cruise Line during those two days. So what I thought we would do tonight is maybe speculate a little bit, sort of put your imaginary hats on, your blue sky hats on, maybe your Disney fan hats in terms of what you might want to see and Talk about some of the ideas that are being thrown out there. And one of the things that we've heard a lot about, and, and which probably makes the most sense in terms of possibilities, is a refurbishment of the Disney Magic. Obviously, that was the very first ship. It's celebrating its 15-year anniversary this June. So this, this ship has been in service for a long, long time, relatively speaking, in the cruise industry this summer. They are going to be doing Mediterranean cruises on the Magic from Barcelona, Spain, at the end of that schedule in September, it's going to go undergo a six-week renovation before returning to Florida. So there's a lot of speculation that there's going to be a relatively major overhaul of the Disney Magic in terms of uh, maybe updating some things, maybe bringing some things that we see on the Dream and the Fantasy, like the Aqueduct, Midship Detective Agency, Muppet Midship Detective Agency, some more of those games to sort of bring it up to the same type of level, uh, bring the classic ships, make them a little bit more modern. Um, so some people in the uh, in the chat room are saying they like the idea of theme parks on cruise ships. Goofy says they need to add the aqueducts. Paul says Navy ships only get refurbed every 20 years. Uh, Navy ships, not quite the same as a luxury cruise liner, but I, I get your point. The ships are still in great shape, don't get me wrong, but I think in terms of amenities that guests are starting to look for, 
that's what they're looking for in terms of uh, in terms of updates. So um, Zeus New York says that's going to make cruisers want to go on the magic some more by adding some of those things on there. I, I agree by bringing some of that technology specifically onto the ship, which would not entail uh, any sort of a, a structural change to the ship. It's it will definitely, I think, make them more attractive more sellable, certainly. Obviously, the big rumor, though, is not just about an upgrade to the existing ships, but the addition of new ships to the fleet, which is currently four. There have been rumors of a fifth and a sixth ship for Disney Cruise Line going all the way back to the maiden voyage of the fantasy. And and part of what that came from was uh, Bernard Meyer, who was the president of the Meyer Werft shipyards in Germany that built uh, the dream of the fantasy, talked about changes that, that were going to be effectuated next time, right? So people sort of take that ball and kind of run with it. We should sort of keep this all in perspective, though, because currently, uh, while Disney Cruise Line does have an option with Meyer Werft for two additional ships, their, 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 their dance card's pretty full right now because they have, um, up until 2015, their, their bays are pretty full, right? They're p- building four ships. They're building two for Norwegian Cruise Lines, the Getaway in 2014, and the, uh, the breakaway, I think, in 15, Royal Caribbean has the Quantum of the Seas and the Anthem of the Seas coming out in 14 and 15, respectively. So if Disney did have plans to build a new ship in the Meyer Werf shipyards, we probably wouldn't see that until at least 2016. Uh, but I think what's interesting about this is, and this is what I want to look to you who are watching live or maybe listening or reading on the blog, is let's talk about this idea of a new ship, right? Let's say, okay, we are going to build two new ships. Let's talk, first things first, what size would you like the ship to be? Should it be somewhere between the magic and the dream and the fantasy? Should it be something smaller, right? Maybe more upscale, more intimate, maybe sort of a, a different level of cruising? Or do you sort of go with what we're seeing in terms of trends and other cruise lines? Do you build the mega ship, right? Do you build that giant floating city at sea? Do you literally take some of that theme park experience and bring it out onto the waters. Ask Maggie says, bigger is better. Uh, bigger like Oasis of the Sea, says WW Genius. While Zeus says, in between the old and the new, backside of water says, stick with what works. Make it the exact same size as the Dream of the Fantasy, which are very large ships in and of themselves, but not so much that you get lost, right? I haven't been on the Oasis or some of the other ships, but I understand they are like floating cities, almost to the point that, is it maybe potentially too too big? Um, some people are saying they need to take a Disney cruise before I can comment. Other people who are cruisers seem to say uh, the dream was awesome. Took a little while to learn my way around, which is what I like about that. It gives you A, a reason to go back or B, more importantly, why don't you come with us on the Disney fantasy? Seven days this November. Going to be a lot of fun. A lot of time to enjoy and explore the ship. Um Becky says, something that fits through the Panama Canal so we can see it on the West Coast. Very interesting. Or they could just go around the top of the planet. Either way, they can get around to the West Coast. Uh, Beatrice Feeney says, bigger is better because Disney service is better, but it could compete with some of the larger, larger ships out there. I think that's what I've been seeing a lot of is look to something in terms of that mega ship, right? You want to do something 7, 10, 14 days uh, where you really can sort of take advantage. And that allows Disney a little more freedom and flexibility maybe to bring different types of experiences out on board ship. We've got things like the Midship Detective Agency, but I'm sure you've seen some of the other cruise lines, especially within the past few days, revealing details 
for some of the new ships and some of the incredible technology that they're bringing on, the different types of experiences that they're bringing on as well too. Things you normally see on land are now bring out being brought out to sea uh, in terms of things you can do from a sports perspective, from an entertainment perspective, even in terms of the cabins as well. Uh, next question, once we get the size figured out, what about destinations, right? Where would you like to see these ships go? So Becky already said, I want to see it on the West Coast. So where do you port that ship and where do you want it to go? Do you have it on the West Coast? Do you go down to Cabo San Lucas, which I'm totally down with? Uh, do you go north? Do you go to Canada? Do you go to Alaska? Where do you bring these ships? So we're seeing Hawaii, Alaska, Paris, Brazil, Alani. I mean, Alani obviously is the norm, the the natural choice. There is, um, th there may be uh, legal issues as far as them being able to to go out there. Sydney, Australia, river cruises in Europe. Uh, so a lot of people saying Europe, Argentina, Mexico. Uh, I don't think Mars is actually on the radar, Maggie. Uh, San Diego port going to Alani, Australia. Australia may be a very, very long, but what about somewhere in between? What about going out to something like Fiji, right? Or Tahiti, something like that. I mean, I don't know how long a trans-Pacific cruise would last if you went from, say, Los Angeles to Japan, something like that. Uh, people are saying Boston to the Bahamas. So I think a lot of people are also looking not just to the West Coast, Becky, but they're looking to the Northeast as well. Remember, a huge concentration of Walt Disney World Resort guests come from the Northeast. You know that as well as anybody. It makes sense to have a ship permanently docked up there. I think if a new ship comes in, that's where you may see a refurbished and updated Magic and Wonder make a home port for, for cruises to go out of there to a place like Nassau and Castaway Key. Uh, something like that makes perfect sense. Uh, James Brace is saying South Africa. Look, I'm happy you guys are dreaming big, man. You're, you're thinking all over the planet, so I, I dig it. Uh, Boston to England. Uh, let's see. A cruise to Haiti, Hawaii. A lot of Hawaii's. So we're seeing a lot of Hawaii's as far as destinations. A lot of Northeast New York, Boston area in terms of home ports. Uh, what about features, right? Some of those features we were talking about, what are things that you would like to see either from other Disney cruise lines or from, you can sort of pick and choose maybe some things you've seen on other cruise lines. Becky, I know you've cruised a lot. You watched the Royal Caribbean announcement earlier this week. What are some of those things you maybe would like to see come on to the new or even existing uh, Disney ship? So style and smarts, I like how you think. You're talking about more food. You're, you're right in my wheelhouse. Uh, water jetpacks, rock climbing. Yeah, rock climbing is something that's been on ships for a, a long, long time. Um, I like the idea of a central park, says Crystal Tink 1017. Zip lining, says Mac Attack. An attraction, right? You, so you sort of want a, a, a traditional theme park attraction at sea. Um, new shows, unique to the ship. Um, zip lines, climbing walls. So you're liking those sort of outdoor on the water type experience that we're seeing pirate adventure, seeing the black pearl, um, something that is a unique experience like the Royal Caribbean North star, uh, dark ride on board, a roller coaster, a reimagined horizons. Remember you're at sea, limited amount of space, Muppet mobile labs, um, water jetpacks, an updated version of quest at sea, parasailing. So I think a lot of those things that we're seeing, on other ships, and certainly Disney is probably very well aware of what is working on other cruise lines, what's attractive on those lines as well, could potentially be coming. Uh, I did see some really impressive technology from some of these other cruise ships. I think you could also bring 
Uh, I think you see the popularity of places like Palo and Remy in terms of upscale dining. Uh, there's ways to continue to attract not just the family crowd and the kids crowd and the, the but the couples crowd, the older crowd, more uh, high end dining, high end experiences, more luxury type experiences on board ship, Apollo, a Remy, spa experiences, things like that. Some of the stuff you can do, even in terms of uh, of using some of the the deck space. A lot of guys really talking about. Um, shows you want more shows out there so i like the idea that you clearly enjoy the shows but want to see more of that right you want to see even stepped up uh, another notch from what i consider to be broadway quality shows especially things like believe uh on the dream is certainly a broadway quality show coming out there peter and the star catchers on stage now you want to literally bring that broadway show uh to their Adventurers Club, great idea, right? That interactive theater type of experience doesn't necessarily work well with that business model on land, could potentially work very, very well at sea, right? That Adventurers Club, the Explorers Club that was supposed to go into the area between Main Street USA and Tomorrowland, that kind of idea, sort of a, a living, uh, a living, breathing space where the characters are very much part of the environment. Think sort of Hoop-de-Doo, Adventurers Club, you can certainly have something like that uh, in there as well, too, with a rotating cast where turnover is not important because everything is prepaid. A Kingdom Keepers game, I, I think you will eventually see. You, I will guarantee you're going to see that if you come with us on our cruise this November with Ridley Pearson. We've already been talking with Ridley about doing quests, doing tours, doing interactive experiences. That is what Ridley is going to bring to all of us who are going to be out there again November 2nd through the 9th. If you visit mousefantravel.com, get a quote. It doesn't cost you anything, and you just might be surprised how affordable cruising with all of us on the fantasy this uh, November is really going to be. Um, so it's interesting in, in terms of shows, technology, and outdoor physical sport experiences, right? So the dream and the fantasy have those virtual tennis, virtual golf, virtual type things sort of in a closed space, you want to be out there like the aqueduct outside over the water at sea. I dig it and I am uh, I agree with you. Wave pool, great idea, uh, ask Maggie. Becky, you're right. So many possibilities in the cruise world. The idea of what you can put at sea, that line is very much being blurred with the advance in technology and the size of the ships that are out there as well. You never would have thought you'd have merry-go-rounds and zip lines and those sort of you know, movable arms where you're you're taking you're sort of in a bubble and being able to be moved around the ship like we saw last week. So, uh, very interesting stuff coming out. So, all right, here's where I want you to put your creative hats on. Very curious to see what your answers are. You've got the size of the ship. You've got the home port, the destination, the features. What do you call her? What do you name this? If and again, we're all speculating. If there's going to be a new ship, what do you name her? Right. Um, there are some really good ones that have been used in the past, taken already. Imagination, the princess, I think the adventure uh, could be a good ship. What do you call it? And it doesn't matter if it's been used before because, you know, like a book, it doesn't matter if books have the same title. So we're hearing the spirit, wishes, imagine, the Walt, the USS Lou, I don't think is going to happen, but I appreciate the effort. Uh, the Walter E. Disney, Disney wishes. Sparkle. I don't know if I would go on a ship called the Sparkle. I personally... Not very glittery and sparkly. Uh, the Marceline, interesting. I like the nod to Walt. May not resonate with people who don't know Walt all that well. The Steamboat Willie says, ask Maggie. Uh, the Pearl, 
the pixie dust, imagination, adventure, believe. Yeah, I, imagination and adventure are ones that I had on my list. The quantum. Look at you getting all Tron legacy in there. Uh, the minnow. Maybe not. The horizon. The not carnival. Jimmy Kenny. I agree. And the anything but carnival. Anything is better than carnival. <laughs> Uh, the Millennium Falcon, the Lily, the Phantasmic, Horus, interesting, Will of the Wisp, Nod to Brave, the Progression, the Unsinkable, the Dreamfinder, Dave Bell, I like that, I like that. What I would love for you to do is I'm going to uh, post this question either in the show notes for this week's show or on Facebook, maybe I'll post it on Facebook, I'd love for you guys to comment there, see what the sort of the general consensus is, see give you some time to sort of put your creative hat on in terms of what you might like to see the ship be named. Um, curious to see what's going to happen again next week. I believe it's the 25th and 26th. There is a media event here in Walt Disney World. We may be hearing what some of these Disney Cruise Line rumors really are going to be. Uh, it may be nothing as grand as a new ship. It might be a refurbishment, but it's exciting nonetheless to see advances coming to the Disney Cruise Line. As somebody who loves cruising and sort of taking that Disney experience and bring it out to sea. More importantly, I love cruising with you guys. Again, November 2nd through the 9th, you can come out with us and our very special guest, Ridley Pearson, his Kingdom Keepers, a series of books. Uh, actually, like I said, the latest in our Disney Book Club series, you'll find another post tomorrow on the blog. You can read the books. You can also download it from audibletrial.com. You can download the book, listen to it in your car, at the gym, depending on where you work. You can listen to it as well there too. Don't forget, in addition to the show, every Wednesday night, 7.30, you can join us here live to talk about this week's Walt Disney World news. There's the podcast, the blog, the event, including our meet of the month, who's coming this weekend, Saturday, April 20th. We're going to be at the Katsura Grill in Japan at Epcot for the meet of the month starting at 1.30. Great time to be at Walt Disney World. The crowds have died down after spring break. The weather has been spectacular. It's flower and garden slash food and wine. Uh, and that night... The village people are playing, and you guys will hear it first. I actually just released about five minutes ago. I interviewed the village people, or more specifically, a village person. And rather than wait until this weekend to post it on the show, I released it on the site tonight. So if you visit the blog, you'll see my my interview with um, Philippe, who you may just better know as the Native American. And he talks about the village people and coming to Walt Disney World, the real story about how YMCA came to be and how almost 40 years later, uh, the popularity of that song and how people still can't get the dance moves down right. Uh, don't forget to, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello, facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. You can't friend me anymore. I've hit my limit, but you can subscribe to my profile there. And I will uh, post all my updates there as well, too. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Download the free WW Radio app. And be sure and check out everything going on at the site as well. I want to thank all of you who are taking the time out of your Wednesday nights to watch live. Or if you're listening uh, on the audio feed, watching on YouTube, your Apple TV, your Roku device, whatever it is. I want to thank you sincerely to all of you for letting me share my passion for Disney with you in this and so many other ways. I am Lou Mangiello from WDW Radio. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great week, everybody. So until next time, see ya. Thank you.